Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Time travel is possible, Imagine and this is what happened. Time travel was real. How would you be able to discern from reality or fiction? Think about it. You're walking down the street one day, and you see an individual wearing clothes that look somewhat not normal, dressed for a different time period, really sticking out. What would be your thir- first thought process? Would you stop to talk to the man or woman? Would you try to determine their whereabouts? You can obviously imagine if someone did transition into time and you saw them, they might seem a little bit disheveled, appearing a little bit out of sorts, if you will. Well, for this episode, I actually have a story that follows this description, and we are going to go get into it. So let's go. So within the internet, if you follow it, there's a story emerging with his name being Sir J. Ponomarenko. Well, the story actually takes place back in April of 2006 on the date of the 23rd. This day was like no other day as one individual police officer noticed a gentleman who seemed out of sorts. He walked to the man and asked him for his ID and determined if he was doing Now, this was a police officer, so he wanted to make sure this individual was in their right mind. Whenever he asked Sergei for his actual ID, something very strange happened. As a result of looking at it, the ID indicated it was actually from the 1950s. However, looking at Sergei's birth, he was born in the 1930s. This was really interesting because as the man looked at Sergei, he had the appearance of a 20-year-old very young. When asked the man where he was looking for, Sergei actually asked for a road that no longer existed in the city of Kiev. This story takes place in Kiev, and it's one that's really, really different than most time traveler stories. Because what's interesting about it is Sergei actually went through a lot of different, he went through tests, he went through psychology reading, and And you will not believe what happens next. This story is one that is either a legit time traveler or one of the best hoax we've ever heard on Master of None. So let's get into it. 2006 in the city of Kiev, Ukraine. Police were called to deal with a confused man. When they arrived, they found a young man who was scared, didn't know where he was, and was dressed in strange anachronistic clothing. The man's name was Sergei Ponomarenko. Time travel is possible, and this is what happened. Sergei Ponomarenko. On April 23, 2006, a man in his early 20s was seen in Kiev, Ukraine, staring at a high-rise apartment building. Witnesses described him as looking confused and anxious. They thought he might have been a lost tourist. The man approached two police officers and nervously asked for directions to a place that didn't exist. The officers asked the young man for identification, but there were two problems with his ID. So this story with that intro has really captivated the internet in a lot of different ways. And I think um, it kind of hits all of those 
points in which it really does say a captivating story you won't believe. So as we picked off picked up from before, we kind of can talk about what happened with Sergey after the initial cop spoke with him. Now, you can go online and see this interview. Obviously, it's in U- Ukraine. And he has first-hand account of interacting with Sergey. And from there, they thought there was something wrong with him. So what they initially suggested is that he goes to a psychiatrist to get an evaluation on potentially if there's anything mentally wrong with him. So as he goes into the psychiatrist evaluation, so things kind of start happening that are a little bit eerie. Um, the first one, as he enters, there's something kind of strange that happens with the clocks. Um, they both stop at 1.30, so much so that Sergey Sergey asks in the middle of the interview if the clock had stopped. The psychiatrist then looked at his watch, which is a switch-made watch, and determined it had stopped in the same time, which is, once again, a very strange occurrence. So as the conversation kind of asked, went through between Sergeant Gay and the psychiatrist, the first thing kind of came clear of how did you get here? Well, Sergey gives an account that it was his day off. And while he was on his day off, he purchased a new camera from 1956, and he went out in the field in order to take some pictures. Sergey actually had the camera on him. As a result of having this, what Sergey says is pretty stunning. He indicates that while he was taking pictures, he saw a strange object that looked like a bell-shaped. And after seeing that, then he kind of went through throughout this process, and then he awoke and appeared in the year 2006. Now, whenever you look at this camera, what we have to really understand is a couple things. Number one, this thing has been discontinued in the film that was actually in the camera had been stopped making and stopped being made since 1970. So as a result of it, the psychiatrist and a couple of their teams called in a photojournalist who specialized in cameras because you couldn't just take this down in the old kiosk and actually have it um, processed. So as a result of it, they went through the pictures and the photojournalist indicated that the camera was in phenomenal shape. Um, and after the film was actually, when after the film was developed, they did in fact determine that there was a bell-shaped picture on that photo. Now, this was a really strange coincidence because this is starting to tie up with Sergey's story. So it gets even more stranger from here. So as a result of this, they developed the film and showed it to Sergey, and he was telling the truth. They had the bell object. Now, this is actually a audio of him talking about it in Ukrainian. Sergey said he was shocked to see the strange object, so he snapped a photo of it. Вы наконец-то убедились, что я вам не вру. Я до сих пор не понимаю, что это за объект и что со мной вообще. Now, I know you're probably thinking this story is a little bit crazier, but it gets crazier. When we look at the validity of if this is true or not, I think probably one of the most um, interesting clues from what we're hearing. Once again, there's real audio. There's real. There's real interviews with Sergey. There's also a cop who is witnessing Sergey. We have all these things within Ukraine that are potentially true from the video. And the camera in itself is probably one of the most detailed clues to tell if there was, in fact, time travel. Whenever we look at it, the photo, the photo journalist compared it to other cameras out, and it was in perfect condition. But here's where it gets crazier. 
is whenever they developed the film and looked at it, they could determine that, in fact, Kiev looked different and it looked consistent with the time in which those pictures were taken. Now, you might be like, okay, so what does that matter? Well, most of us don't go to Kodiak, Kodak anymore to, to, to develop photos. Um, what happens within photos and film like this is film can only maintain its ability to be produced or developed within about two to three years. And even if you freeze it, maybe it can last for 20 years at most. Now, with this being indicated that these pictures would have been taken during the 50s, it goes past the threshold of the quality of how well this film was able to keep the pictures. So this is one clue that ties in the potential aspect that it was, in fact, time travel. So with that being said, I mean, he would have to be an all-time professional to keep this photography kept so clear. But after they even reviewed the photos, they realized there was a young couple in there. And the woman was, and the woman was his girlfriend, Valentina Kulik. Now, this is where the story gets even crazier. So, without in this process, it'll get deeper into understanding why Valentina is such an important part of this story. And when you look at the pictures that Sergei is wearing within the, the produced, developed um, photography, and now Sergei is actually wearing the same outfit. And you can see his interview. The clip I paid with his audio has his actual interview that took place. So here's where the story gets even crazier is after Sergei met with the doctor, he returned back to the hospital. Now there's actually legit footage of this, of him returning back to the hospital where he would go back to his room for the evening. Now the footage shows him going in. However, it doesn't show Sergei coming out. You might be thinking, what? Maybe it was a trick. Well, in all honesty, there's only one camera that goes into the room, and the rest of the room is completely barred. There would have been no way to escape without going out of the front door. And it just looked like Sergei vanished. Now, I'm sure you're probably thinking, what does this all mean? I mean, this sounds like a pretty crazy story, as it's all tying together. So you think the story would end there, but it doesn't. Police were actually looked for the girl I talked about before named Valentina Kulik. At this time, the police were able to determine that she was real and in fact living in Kiev and was 74 years old. She did in fact confirm that Sergei was her boyfriend. And she confirmed that time period in which he disappeared for two days and came back. Now, what gets even crazier is she indicates that Sergei disappeared again and then was never seen. So as police continued to interview Valentina, they actually determined that she had a photo, she had a photo album where she went through and she saw Sergei in the photo album and showed the same photo that the police had. So that's her legit talking about him coming back. Now, what's even crazier, now you think, okay, Zach, now this story's been crazy. Like, what else could potentially happen? Well, in fact, there is 
a TV company called One to One within Kiev. And within within what they're saying is during the 1960s, someone actually interviewed Sergei. And during the interview, he told them about the microwave. And in fact, Valentina says that she learned about the microwave from Sergei when he came back. Also talked about mobile cellular phones that would have been happening in 2006 and how there's actually a heart, an artificial heart created for the pacemaker. Now, within the interview, the guy indicates that he needs to know so much details about the future and what's going to happen. It almost seems like he traveled there. So there's a lot of interesting points within this story. So there's another tale I heard that Sergey disappeared from that moment and then sent a postcard and picture and was actually in 2050 in Kiev indicating that potentially um, the, the Ukrainians won the war. Now, what is the explanation for this? I'm going to play something for you that could potentially give some insight into what it could be. Possible by flying in a spacecraft at about 99.5% of the speed of light. Time travel has long been a staple of science fiction books and movies. But will we ever be able to build a time machine and beam ourselves backward and forward in time in real life? There are hundreds of hypotheses and conjectures, so until the day we can finally figure it all out. So whenever you look at this story, it's one that provides, you know, it really is a noodle scratcher, to say the least. We're looking at kind of the content and the information from Ukraine, and it looks like there's actually um, viable witnesses. But I think probably one of the most interesting things is Albert Einstein also talking about the approach of going through the theory of the speed of light in order to go back in time, potentially with the spaceship there. You know, was he beamed into the past? Is that what they're kind of indicating from the pictures, the camera, and thing like that? Now, let's say this is a true story, and in, in, in its hypothetical for this point, this is kind of a conspiracy theory or a theory one might have, is let's say there is, you know, UFOs or spaceships on Earth, potentially, but what if they're actually controlled by a group of humans? I think whenever we look at Area 51, we look at kind of Bob Lazar's story about reverse engineering gravity and determining if it's a point of using a UFO spaceship, etc. The question to ask, and it correlates with Albert Einstein's theory about how going back in time, is if there was a sect of people who had access to these ships, could they go back and forth in time? And was Sergei and Vikasrily of that time lapse where he went back in time. And as a result of it, we kind of have the story we have today. Or is this just a story that happened online and it's been passed through so many different sources, it's kind of loses its validity and becomes a part of internet conspiracy lore as we look to understand things like time change, time travel. Either way, it's one that's very, very interesting and it keeps you thinking. Thank you so much for listening and we'll get back to you tomorrow. And please follow on Instagram at the Master of None podcast. Thank you.